everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Hello, Internet. What is going on? Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. This week, we're talking PS5. This week, we're talking The Boys Season 2. This week, we're talking The Mandalorian Season 2 trailer. But first, a couple of quick disclaimers, we'll say. First of all, we are recording remotely as we have been for a couple of months now. It seems like it's been many, many, many years but it's only been a couple of months. We are recording remotely, so if there are any sound issues or artifacts, please bear with us. You are free, of course, and we do welcome any feedback on that. So if you're having any issues that are just absolutely unbearable and are making you pull your ears from thine head, please let us know, and we'll do our best to iron out those sound issues. Thanks for bearing with us. As always, the best way to support your favorite podcast is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to your favorite podcast, the Get Geek Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Get Geek Podcast. You can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, as well as all of your favorite podcast platforms, wherever your favorite podcasts are are sold so please like rate share and subscribe support us and and we just added another one we are now on amazon music amazon music yeah so we are part of the the amazonian empire yes they have they have a podcast section now that they just rolled out so if you guys are into amazon if you have alexis just say hey alexa Play the Get Geek podcast, oh, and it will play it. Yeah. So. You can you talk to that? your Alexa, and, and our voices will magically appear. Yes, exactly. So please do that, because that sounds really cool if our fans are talking to Alexa and, and listening to our episodes and podcasts. That would so, be awesome. Yeah. Um, let's do introductions real quick. I'm Jose. This is AJ. <laughs> this is Eli. And this is Walt watching Eli desperately tell Alexa to stop <laughs> after I told her to talk. So, hey Alexa! Yeah, so. Oh gosh, she did turn on. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, all I have in here is a. I have a Google device in this room. So if you guys say "Okay Google" or "Hey Google," it's everything will start to go haywire in here. My phone just went haywire. My Google Home Mini just went haywire. It's Same. probably listening to all this right now and sending it to Google and cataloging me as some sort of geeky terrorist. <laughs> Jose, when you said that, our Google Nest Hub just turned on also. <laughs> so we have both Google and Alexa here. So anytime have the, somebody says something, it just goes haywire over here. We have, we have the ultimate in privacy in, in these homes. Yes, exactly. Anyways, anyways Amazon... Google. I'm not going to say the previous word to to trigger the two of you, but let's get to the podcast, I think. Let's stop talking to our devices and talk to each other. Yes. Speaking so of what's Amazonian, mm-hmm. well, she's not really Amazonian, but mm-hmm. you know, she's one big. of the one of the other big news of this week mm-hmm. was that first of all, Deadline 
kind of broke the news on Tuesday that we have a director for Marvel Studios She-Hulk series, which gonna which is gonna premiere on Disney Plus. That director is Kat mm-hmm. Kaioro, Ko Iro. I'm sorry, I'm totally messing up her name. Koiro, Kat Koiro. She will be taking over the directing uh, duties for the She-Hulk series. That. On top of the news that Rick and Morty writer Jessica Gao is going to be leading the writer's room. But the bigger news is that we have a star attached to playing She-Hulk. And that star is Orphan Black's Tatiana Maslany. Um, I personally personally used to watch Orphan Black. She Mm -hmm. is absolutely freaking amazing in the role because she plays like 10 different roles. So if you don't know what Orphan Black is about, it's about clones. And guess what? She plays every single one of the freaking clones, even one clone that happens to be male. So her range is amazing. Um, I'm super excited that she's there. What do you guys think about the news? Well, Considering that this uh, person can play like fifteen different people, I'd say the role is in good hands. Yeah, like <laughs> if you're if you're even able to do something like that, and that must be super exhausting, then I'd say <laughs> what what AJ said, they're in good hands. Yeah, yeah. good hands. I, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just watched. Uh, <laughs> The ending of season five, Lucifer, and all I can think of right now is safe, safe drivers, safe fifty percent. <laughs> is that actor on the in that season? Is the actor yes, from he the is. commercials? Okay, yeah, I would have made that makes role. that makes complete <laughs> and total and and perfect and wonderful sense. So okay, so for me, I think it's good news. I actually haven't seen Orphan Black. Like it sounds yeah. like like Eli AJ. It sounds like you guys haven't seen it either. I, I'm going to see it now because I really want to see what she's capable of. But if she's as good as you say, she reminds me of another actress that I think is really great. Um, that is also kind of good at, at inhabiting different roles. It reminds me of a show uh, called United States of Tara. I think it was on Showtime a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Tony yes. Collette is a really, yes. really good actress. And she's very good at uh, playing a lot of different roles. On this on this show, she has multiple personality disorder. Um, okay. So she plays many different roles there and and because she's such a good actress she's able to inhabit them very very well by the way this show united states of tara is it's one of brie larson's earlier roles um but it also kind of reminds me of um our good friend professor x and his roles in the split movies and how he's able to do those great split personalities as well like only really good actors can do that i think and kind of inhabit all those different roles so it sounds to me like like she's going to be a great fit and I didn't catch the name of the Rick and Morty writer, I think, that, that you mentioned. Yes, her name is Jessica Gao. Jessica Gao. So credit where credit is due. Rick and Morty is a really good satire. And the the She-Hulk comics tend to be thematically more satire. It's not as serious as the Hulk comics. So that also, to me, sounds like it's going to be really cool because they're going to play with the, you know, like the satirical elements of it and the courtroom drama, which is always a big part of the She-Hulk comics, mm-hmm. um, as well as the other possibilities that and rumors that I heard that the show is very likely going to involve at least to some small degree because the origin definitely involves the Hulk, but it'll involve 
at least to some small degree, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, since the comic origin is her getting a blood transfusion from her cousin being the Hulk, Mark Ruffalo. Did you, and that's how she did gets you see her, his her tweet? Hulk powers. Did I didn't see, see his tweet, tweet? but I, I think I, I heard about it. I think I heard something or maybe I saw a, some clickbaity headline, but I didn't get to read it myself. What did it say? Welcome to the family, cuz. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that because he plays comedy really well, too. So if it's going to be a satire with all these great actors, these great writers, this great director, yeah. it sounds like good news to me. Oh, I, I, I love it. Like, like I said, she plays so many different roles in that series that I saw, Orphan Black. I mean, she plays a, a the, the main character, but then she, one of her clones is like a, a Russian assassin. Another one is a, a mild, meek-mannered housewife. Another one is a, a geeky scientist. Like I said, the other guy is, she plays a guy. Um, with a mustache and stuff, and it, it, she is just so amazing. <laughs> She's going to do so well in this role. So. And you can check this out on Amazon Prime Video, I believe. is It's one of the Amazon Prime shows, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. that you can check out. So, definitely She's check it out. She's also on Perry Mason right now, if I'm not mistaken, which, which is supposed my to be wife a show. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see it, but you know, she, was, she really liked the show, and I'm assuming that she liked uh, her role as well, so... But I'm going to have Matthew, to ask her afterwards. Matthew Reese is a fine um, actor as well. Yes, he's very good. That mm-hmm. says in the old Raymond Burr show. Am I right? Or he is plays, that wrong? I, I don't know the specifics of it. I think Perry Mason, is a, it's an attorney show. He plays an attorney. So yeah. maybe, yep, that's so the maybe, Raymond Burr show. Yeah, so that's yeah. basic. It's like a remake that they did. Um, I believe it's on HBO, huh. if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I, I think it's like kind of an... Now. It's kind of like an origin story, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen yeah. it yet either, but from what I understand, it's an origin. And he's not a lawyer; he's like a, de- a detective or a private oh, yes, investigator. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. In in the in the new show, which is again like it's it's earlier in Perry Mason's career, um, and it is based on some novels. So I don't know anything about most of that. That's just as far as I understand it from what I've read. Yeah, right on. So uh, moving on. The other mm-hmm. big set of news is yes. that we got a trailer for The Mandalorian. Season two. More Baby Yoda. Um, <laughs> you know. And there's no shortage of that in the trailer either. No, there's not. <laughs> yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think about that trailer? I don't know. Um, there, another memeable moment. Where it's like... He's about to get so into weird. a fight, the Mandalorian, and Baby Yoda's like, oh, time to close the pod. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. He's about to use the, the whistlers. What are those things called again? The whistlers, I believe. Uh, the little arrows yeah, I think that so. come out of his wrist. And then Baby Yoda <laughs> pops yeah, his little pod yeah. and closes it. Yeah, that I, moment I looks just, really, really cool and interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that it seems like they're getting bigger in this season. Um, you see a lot more recognizable things. You see more. They they shoot into the X-Wing, so I think they're going to open up the larger universe with it. Um, Sasha Banks had a very interesting cameo, which has everybody wondering, who the heck is she? Mm-hmm. Um, it was about, about, about the part where the Mandalorian was talking about the Jedi, and then all of a sudden, you see her in the background wearing a, uh, almost like a Jedi cloak. Hold on, hold up, hold up. Before we before we start talking about this, I just want to make this clear. Uh-huh. It is not Sabine. 
No, it's no. not. It is not Ahsoka. No, no because no. Ahsoka has already been cast. And that doesn't she look like the, her at all. Yeah, oh, yeah. Can't be. Yeah, Rosario yeah. Dawson is a not Soka. anybody we've ever seen. Uh, no, there's some theories. No, I don't think so. Yeah, there are some so. theories that it's someone that that is from the the ca- cartoons. Excuse me, but I would give I would definitely like let you guys dig into that more because I don't know much as much about that. All I know is that I hope that. As has been so far, they've gotten these great like action stars and like actual combat sports fighters like Gina Carano. I hope that she gets some cool scenes. Sasha Banks being from the WWE, she gets some cool fight scenes where she gets to like really kick some butt because you can't have an athlete like her and not have some awesome fight scenes. I'd like to see her fight Gina Carano. Actually, that might be like a cool battle right there. Then the trailer definitely looks dope so far. Um I have to agree that it's cool that you see a little bit more of the larger Star Wars universe. You see the X-Wings, like you said. Um, you see the Gamorrean guards kind of in some sort of ring, like death match or like fight or something like that in the scene just before Baby Yoda creates his new memeable moment and, and Mando fights with all the people in that gym or arena, wherever the Gamorrean guards seem to be fighting. Um, and it definitely looks like they are still leaning into the slightly darker than the movies elements with like, you know, knives going through people's chests still and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, we get, we get a look again at some of the characters, some of the characters from season one, like uh, grief Karga and Moff Gideon and all of those characters as well. But everything is so brief, uh, I guess, cause we're going to see this again in what about a month and a month and a week. We're going to be getting back to Mandalorian season two, October thirtieth. Yeah, it's it's coming quick. So, oh wow! I, I can't wait to wait to see who Timothy Oliphant's character is because I love him as an actor. Um, I tend to speculate that that we've kind of seen his character already. Um, he was probably the guy in the Spurs walking over to check out Fennec Shan's dead body, but. That remains to be seen. His character in in Legends is a character that has worn the Boba Fett armor before. So that would make sense that you would see him, you know, in that role with the Spurs. Because when the, when the Spurs came out, everybody thought it was Boba Fett, which I think they've already confirmed that it's not. And it would make sense that his character would be checking on to see what's going on with Fennec, Fennec Shan. And why she's dead, because I believe the character in Legends, he's a sheriff in of Tatooine. So um, he'd probably be doing his sheriffing duties by checking out the murder of a person on his planet. So, But I, I love Timothy Oliphant. I want to see more of him. And, and hopefully he plays a big role. But, you know, with these things, you never know, you know. Um, they but I agree with you. That- Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. If no, you... no, I'm sorry. Oh, well, they did say that they were going to definitely um, have more of a of a through line in the story through season two. I, I believe John Favreau said that recently. So it's going to be a little less like, you know, episode of the week or villain of the week like it, we talked about in season one, that little yeah. middle chunk. So that might, that'll probably be a little bit more um, 
of a smooth transition through the season, but I have to agree. Timothy Oliphant is freaking amazing. I can't wait to see that. This season, I'm really excited to see all of these great guest stars because we have Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano has mm-hmm. been confirmed. We're going to see her at some point. We got Sasha Banks from the WWE. We have one of my, one of the characters that I'm most excited about, which is Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan, I believe. Uh, she's yep. reprising her role, if I'm not mistaken, from the from the cartoons as the yep. voice actress. And I mean, I actually just started watching Battlestar Galactica again with my girlfriend and wondering where the heck she's been and why she hasn't been cast in something like the MCU or something big like that. She would have made a dope well, Captain Marvel. She's <laughs> but, making uh, she's making these small sci-fi shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that the one that she's on right now is not very good, which is a little bit no, sad. It's but not. either way, I'm still really excited to see her in The Mandalorian because if you give her good material, she's a great actress, and she's another badass that can really like have some great fight scenes and some great combat scenes and some great character moments. So I'm looking forward to a lot of the the actors and character moments in this season for for sure. Bo-Katan, the name is familiar, but I just don't remember. Oh my God. I I don't know. Maybe the leader of the Mandalorians. Mandalorians? She's a dude with the, I mean. The dude, dude. not the dude. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Even uh, I know she's wielded the dark saber, brah. The the hair. Short hair? Yeah, the short hair, the short hair. Orange. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't seen the cartoon, but I know a little bit about the character. What is going on over there? What the Eli, we have to update your notes on on the the Star Wars characters, or you have to watch it again. Turn your Star Wars switch back on. Please, please. We're getting into Star Wars season. You have to be ready. We just lost a little Star Wars cred with that comment. Yeah, man. I know who it is, like I said, and I haven't seen all of the cartoons. So, come on, Eli, get it together. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, so, the last piece of news. Well, it's not really news because, but mm-hmm. it's it's more of a. I don't know, Jose. What, what would you call it? A geek out, a, a recap, a review. The boys season two, awesome, a, right? A, a yeah, a dip. We'll call a it a dip. dip. Yeah, let's dip our toes. I'm glad to hear that Eli caught up, especially because Eli, you were you hadn't even finished season one until recently, right? Yeah. Listen, it was tough navigating both seasons because you know, since Eli is a little bit of a minor here, we have to like. But my let's put it this way: my button was on the fast forward button quite a bit through. Um, some of these episodes and whatnot, but we finally made it through. We're <laughs> caught up, so it's not exactly uh, like earmuffs, but it's kind of like earmuffs. <laughs> yes, digital guess, earmuffs, face mask, face mask, more so. Well, we're <laughs> so all wearing masks up. nowadays, so all he has to do is just pull it up over his eyes, right? Yeah, exactly. Just make sure you wash it first before you pull it up. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what did you guys think? <laughs> so far of what's going on in season two we're up to episode five i believe yep dude (laughs) wow so you really weren't kidding when you said stormfront was going to be like homelander (laughs) isn't she don't think that she's worse right (laughs) if i'm being honest i think she's worse spoilers right i guess we yeah spoilers in this dip because we are going to mention a couple of things but yeah she's like basically a freaking nazi bro (laughs) and homelander is kind of too 
like a racist but, Nazi. Yeah. yeah. She takes so, Homelander's guys, guys before before anything, Jose mentioned it, but we're gonna I'm gonna mention it again. Spoilers okay. for season Spoiler. two. Yeah. Oh yeah, and especially up until since the episode came out. Yeah. Five, up until yeah. episode five. Spoilers come out. <laughs> exactly. Continue. Don't complain. Don't complain about the fact that the season hasn't come out yet, people. I'm fine with it. Anyway, go, go ahead, guys. Stormfront. Let's let's talk a little more about her. I was really scared when Homelander did the thing that he did with like the laser eyes and like killed oh all the people my because God. I was so first off, what the hell? Second of off, Just what the hell? And third it. off, what the hell? So wait, can I set it up? I think I know what you're talking about. You're talking that about when Homelander kind of Yes, I believe that's right. That was so this season so far to kind of sum it up, Homelander's having a little trouble with social media and his his uh public persona and that opinion of his public persona stormfront is kind of running circles around him right she's using memes and all this other stuff kind of make homelander look bad and a video had just come out of homelander killing a a super villain not a super terrorist not a super terrorist remember that's important guys it's a super villain because that tests better according to homelander uh and but he accidentally kills a civilian Right. And then you're talking about the scene where he comes down into that rally where people are protesting him. Yeah. With the senator there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the one. (laughs) I was pretty sure. Like, I was pretty sure right off the bat that there was no way that that was real. And I guess you guys are talking about when he lasers the soldier and lasers the entire crowd. Yeah, no, it did. But. I figured like they couldn't go there yet and kind of make Homelander into like an outright villain. Because he still yeah. has, he's still trying to maintain that persona as a good guy, even though he's super, super evil. So, but that scene was freaking kind of hilarious, honestly, because he just mowed they, down the entire crowd. They are building him, though. They are building him hard to be that villain because yeah. now you have, first of all, you always had Billy Butcher going after him. You know, mm-hmm. he, he wanted him dead. Then uh, Mr. Edgar is not a fan, right? Nope. Um, now Queen Maeve, Queen mm-hmm. Maeve is now on his her, her he is on her S list. Let's mm-hmm. put it bluntly, her ish um, list. And like <laughs> like the kids said, Stormfront is such an amazing character, and yeah. and, the, and the thing about it is that you know we're we're getting layers of her, and all those layers are being peeled off as the, these episodes come. And the craziest thing that I find is that none of these superheroes have any remorse in killing dozens of people. Because if you remember the episode where she went after Kimiko's brother, I don't think we ever got a name for him, right? Uh, I don't. I think we did. I think we did. did, But yeah, uh, let me see if I can find that. You guys can go ahead and continue the point, and I'll see if I can find the character's name. Go ahead. And the actor. But what I love about um, the boys and the way Eric Kripke does this stuff is that he drops things. And if you're not paying attention, it just goes right over. But they were talking about they were talking about the incident in like a news report. And they just happened to drop that 59 people died Mm -hmm. as a result of her going after 
Kimiko. And it wasn't the fact that, I mean, Kimiko's brother. And it wasn't the fact that Kimiko, Kimiko's brother was the one that was killing people. She was outright murdering people on the way to try and get the guy. Witness dead. The the crazy thing is they dropped the number 59 and I stopped and I said, guys, did you hear that? And we had to rewind it because they were like, what? And we're like, listen to what they said. She killed 59 innocent civilians. And they all right. blamed it on the terrorists because, right. you know, and of course, they're spinning this as the super villains. And that's why we need the superheroes and stuff. So, yeah. And you look at it, um, actually, like the way that they set her up, they have her they have the boys visit uh, an older black woman whose brother Stormfront killed when she you was. You know who she is, right? Yeah, she she's a lamplighter, right? If I'm not mistaken, no, Who no, is she? but, but no. you know where she's from, right? The actress, Aya Cash. The actress, yeah, she was from a different yeah. world way back in the days. I, I just dated. Oh myself, no, 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 no! I'm sorry, you meant the actress that they went to visit. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I yeah, meant yeah. Stormfront. Uh, Aya Cash. She's she's. Uh, oh yeah, a couple of things. Yes. She's been mm-hmm. in a TV show called The Worst, and I haven't yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah. But my girlfriend is a huge fan of that, so I have to explore her okay. more. But. They're showing her backstory. She just assassinates a poor black man in like a traffic stop, basically. Yeah, Similar basically. to a lot of what we're experiencing these days. And then the first person that she kills in that spree of 59 people is a black person who's just standing there. And she just slams them against the wall. So they're tr- really trying to lean into the fact that she's not just evil and murderous, but like super, super racist. And again, like credit to the actress, had- Aya Cash, yeah. who's been so good so far. She also had that interaction with A Train, remember? Oh yeah. Where where A Train was kind of getting hints from her, and she wasn't hiding it at all. She was like, no. "Now that you know, anybody can get in. You know, those people. You know, dropping those hints, not so subtly that she is yes, uber racist. Yeah, uh huh, uh-huh. and that also she's been around for a while too. That's the other backstory that we have on her that she's a superhero that's changed her name." And has been around. She's she's probably in her seventies or eighties, and yeah. still looks like this. And is also, as far as we've seen, she's not a, necessarily an equal, but she seems to be close to Homelander in power from what we've seen so far. Because she's scary. definitely not afraid of him, yeah. <laughs> which is totally scary. So you know what I've been enjoying so far, and tell me you guys haven't been loving loving this because. Season one of uh, The Boys was famous for kind of skewering the MCU a little bit. I've really been enjoying the DCU. I know where you're going with this. Like the stuff that they're kind of ragging on them. I think uh, one of my favorite ones so far is when... I forgot what character it was, but they talk about how they're they're, they're writing this Unite the Seven movie that's supposed to be like Justice League. Dawn of the Seven. Dawn of the Seven. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Dawn of the Seven. I love you. I love the moment where they were like talking about the Joss Whedon rewrites. That's kind of like digging at, at Joss Whedon rewriting Justice League and all these little like I kind of love how they have the the DCEU movie being made within this this universe of the boys. And it's actually important, too, because it kind of ties into Queen Maeve's character and how homelander is torturing her for having a relationship that's not with homelander this season too but i like all those little moments like did you guys notice anything anything else that i i did mention because there's so many little oh there is one thing there is one thing yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) i didn't think he could become any more depraved or like 
completely pathetic, but the deep <laughs> before before oh, yeah. we get to the deep before we get to the deep, I, I gotta so read funny. the synopsis for episode five because it leans into what Jose was saying. Yeah, um, how they're 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 deeply going toward that bent. Yeah, the synopsis for episode five reads as follows. Vought Studios is pleased to announce that filming has begun on Dawn of the Seven. Twelve years of VCU movies have led to this. If you like (laughs) movies about one hero, you'll love a movie about seven heroes. Introducing newest member, hashtag real Stormfront. See how the legend began in theaters summer 2021. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the fonts. All of that looks just so great. Oh my gosh! It is they are just they are just irreverent in how they treat this show. So yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But yes, Andre, please continue about one of the best characters um, that really they've been they've kind of been building up. You know, he started as a joke, but now he's probably he's getting close to being one of my my favorite characters on the show. Please speak about I, the deep. I, I still just find him completely pathetic. I, I, think, that, I think that's the, the beauty yeah. of his character, how pathetic he is. Oh, man. So the first thing that happens is he gets indu- inducted into what is the equivalent of a cult. They're called the Church of the, the collective. collective. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's actually the... The organization that Stormfront was referencing where she's like, oh, anyone can get in these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that happens. He has a freaking prearranged marriage. No no offense to any people who actually do that. No, that's an actual thing still in some parts of the world. Let's not forget then, Eagle Eye. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Eagle Eye. <laughs> I like his whole bit where it's like... Um, you know, I thought I was all up there too, but then one day I was fighting off these guys, but I ran out of arrows. <laughs> <laughs> a quiver only like holds so many arrows. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they're making fun so, of his character. He gets he gets the deep into you know the Church of the Collective, and you know he's having you know his his whole rise. Don't do what I did. <laughs> that whole commercial where it's like, don't mistreat women in the workplace. Don't harass your little brother. <laughs> it was like that uh, Gillette commercial, I think, that came out last year that was really controversial. Or like uh, the best a man can be or something like that. I thought they were trying mm-hmm. to parody that a little bit. I don't know if you guys agree. But here's my favorite. <laughs> Yeah. He gets the he gets the tip that the boys are out on like the they're like on the you know out in out in the sea you know they have a they have like a a boat right mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. trying to get um Kimiko's brother to the CIA he gets wind of it and starts you know he goes after them like I want to prove my worth I can be part of the seven again the shark attack <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There were there was like a bunch of sharks that came after the boat. They had to get into the smaller lifeboat just to get away from them fast enough. But that's not even the best part. The best part is the deep comes riding in on a sperm whale. Yeah. And the, so the sperm whale has a name. It does? Sally. Sa- oh god. 
Did okay. you not forget? Please. I completely forgot about that. Do not march your memory. <laughs> you can see where this is going now. So, indeed, uh, the deep and Sally, dis- oh, more so the deep. He goes to in front of the in front of the rowboat. I mean the the motorboat that uh, the boys are on, thinking like, oh, they're not going to run over a whale. No one will be a monster enough to do that. <laughs> but Billy Butcher is like. You know what? Uh, full speed ahead, <laughs> and they end up impaling that poor thing on the beach. <laughs> it's like Empire Strikes Back, but like dark. <laughs> A little bit, right? Hey, does anybody else love like how the deep is kind of like he poses like a Power Ranger, like more than any of the other heroes in the Seven? <laughs> Oh man! But, I'm not the only one that noticed that, right? He's like so dramatic, and it's hilarious. Yeah, especially when he's standing on the whale, he pulls that pose, and mm-hmm. then as as the he starts to realize they're not going to stop, <laughs> that pose starts to turn into something like panic. <laughs> it breaks down. Yeah, he's like, wait, wait, uh, oh, wait, hold on, <laughs> are these guys going to stop? <laughs> oh my god. Well, just so that you know, um yeah. that whale is not CGI. They actually built a foot fifty foot anatomically correct whale for the scene. Oh <laughs> my so god. You know. That's awesome. That's like an ode to Jaws, like a real actual oh. animatronic anatomically correct whale. Even on the inside, I would imagine, because it had a beating yeah, heart after they ran right through it. Fifty <laughs> feet long 11 feet high and and like they they did it in a way so that they can shoot inside the whale and again everything was anatomically correct so where there's a spleen <laughs> there was a spleen where there was a stomach there was a stomach you know and so. even despite the fact that they just run into this poor thing i love the conversations they have inside the whale <laughs> Like, no, I'm just going to stay here. Let the seven get me. I'm good. <laughs> That's a good moment between M.M. and Huey also. Like, I think, like, where they're starting to connect. That's something that I like about this season, not to get off of the awesomely hilarious topic of the deep, but I think that they're really doing a good job of developing all the characters and relationships a lot more, especially between the boys. They're giving you a reason why these guys would do this psychopathic thing and try to kill freaking Superman. Um, so I like that they're doing that so far. So that's a cool moment in the middle of whale guts between bees and and flies and corn syrup, which they all put in there. Yes. (laughs) Indeed. Those weren't fake bees. Wait, they were real bees. Did everybody forget? What? What? When he was talking to the gills. (laughs) Yes. No, I didn't forget. I did not forget that was yeah. that was Patton Oswalt doing a <laughs> guest starring appearance. So beautiful to to me. <laughs> Can't you see? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was an awesome scene too. The Deep has has like really really great comedic moments this season this season and last season also i have to agree with you walt he's he's definitely been one of my favorite characters throughout the first he's got he's got in my opinion the best arc so far (laughs) you know because it's just so hilarious 
I love whenever he's on, you know, it's like you're transfixed. It's like, what's going to happen next? You know? Yeah, I definitely, I have to give kudos to Chase Crawford. Like he had only been in like teen fair before this that I know of, but he's got, he's a great comedic actor and I have enjoyed him immensely so far. Um, I did want to mention very quickly that uh, Kimiko's brother did have a name on the show. His name was Kenji. He's played by okay. the actor Abraham Lim, and he did a great job, I think, with uh, the cool powers that he had also. He kind of had, like, uh, telekinetic powers, telekinesis, yeah. so that was really, really cool as well. I, I really enjoyed it so far. Any other thoughts that you guys have on any other characters or anything else that's going on so far this season? Two, uh, three characters, actually. Um, yeah. I, I really like how Billy's and Huey's sort of friendship has gone like it's it just shows how far they've come like mm-hmm. it's they go down and then they go up and then it's like a wave it's like you were my canary <laughs> yeah I agree I like kind of like that that analogy it's cool mm-hmm. yeah and then the third character this is somebody nobody can possibly hate Black mm. Neuer. Yes. Black Noir. That's, Eli. That's Eli's favorite character. He's awesome. awesome. What was like, your favorite moment when he found out that he was created by Compound V and he was crying in the hallway? Yeah, that was crazy though. Like this is the first time you ever see that guy with some form of emotion. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he did have some emotion. Remember after he killed um uh, what was the Arab terrorist? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Akib or something? Nakib. Yeah. I think it was Nakib, the, the soup, the soup, super villain, sir. It's not super terrorist. The Homelander villain was super terrorist. That is okay. true. That is true. He made laser me if I say it wrong. Um, <laughs> I like that that back and forth between him and Giancarlo Esposito is uh, Mr. Edgar, by the way. That's yeah, that's another thing. I actually, I, I kind of see what you're saying about how great an actor this guy is. He really chews mm-hmm. up the screen whenever he comes on. You he mean does, Homelander? No, I'm talking about oh, Giancarlo and Mr. Edgar. Yeah, he's good. Anything that he's in, guys, you definitely have to. You'll see more of him in The Mandalorian Season 2, which you will definitely enjoy, but... He's on Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. Like every show that he's on is fantastic. Like he's a great actor. And but he yeah. he did just to go back to the Mandalorian. Like I kind of speculated back then, he did hint that he was force sensitive. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> there you go. So him being having some some dark side traits is going to be dope for sure. Yeah, especially uh-huh. him w- wielding the dark saber. Oh. But I digress. Yes. Um, right on. So. All right, so I think we're Black Nora, right? That was your yeah, guy. Rip, rip, rip Blind yeah. Spot, also by the way. Poor Blind Spot. You guys mm-hmm. know who that is, right? The the Daredevil. Oh, oh. oh my God! Yes. yes. He was he was he was oh, no. quickly dispatched very very quickly. So <laughs> poor guy. I guess we can say. I guess we could say that this season so far has been. I've liked it better than season one. What do you guys think so far, as in terms of enjoyment? Definitely a step up. Fifteen out of freaking ten. Okay, it's not corny. No, that means it's negative five corny, bro. That's the point. It's 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 negative five. It's plus five corny. It's. it's I don't know how your scale works. (laughs) 
crazy. Is it? Is it? Okay, so let's put it this way: Is it corn with extra movie butter? Is that is that a good way of doing it? Yeah. So you should you should probably start changing your your corn rating to either corn with extra butter, which is really good, like extra movie butter, or plain corn with just salt, which sucks. Five, like five out of ten. Popcorn, I mean. Five out of ten is corn. Ten out of ten is butter. Does that make sense? Does that work? No, it's like butter, baby. Buttery? Five percent. That's 15. So it's 15 it, out of 10. So what, you put in the corn with the butter. I'm sorry, sir. I think what? you mean that five plus 10 is 21. Oh, no, that's nine plus 10. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's me with an old meme. Don't oh mind me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, I think we're all in agreement that season two is awesome, right? Yeah. Funny, yeah. good yes. character moments. Yeah. Gory as F in certain instances so far, but tastefully done. <laughs> yes, it works. It works. Right on. All right. Let's get into the main topic, the one that we were all waiting for. Were we waiting for this? I don't know if we were waiting for this. Was this something that was exciting? Was this something that we were waiting for? Yeah. I mean, how do you define exciting? Like, exciting as in... Like, did you mark this on your calendar when they announced it? Like, were you waiting desperately to find out about the PlayStation 5? Me desperately? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about the PlayStation 5 then. Let's talk um, about it. Yeah, they had their, their showcase on Wednesday, right? I believe it was Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, y- yes, I think it was yeah. Wednesday. That was the 15th, I believe. Yeah. Wednesday. Or the 16th? Wednesday the 16th? September the 16th, yeah, 2020. 16th. For those of you who are not aware of what day, month, or year it is, it is... September 2020. It seems just, pretty long, I know. Let's just call it September 16th and, and not mention 2020 because 2020 <laughs> honestly kind of sucks. You know what we you should know? do? We should do like like all electronics companies are now. We should just skip a number, I guess. Yeah, like how, I think so. You know how Samsung is just like just went up 10 numbers on their Galaxy phones. It's like the S20 now, even though it was the S10 last year. It's so it's September today. We are recording it is September nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Okay, or what we could do that. this. We we can say that this, that twenty twenty is the alpha build for twenty twenty one. Yeah, we got to reboot. We still haven't gotten to beta yet. Yeah, we got to reboot. Twenty twenty one is 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 crummy, but yeah, but we're, we're looking for the PS5. gold master release of twenty twenty one, and we still haven't gotten it yet. So. <laughs> So P- PS5 anyway. was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what, it was, what did you yeah, guys see? We had that PS5 showcase. Um, mm-hmm. Little thing. Where they finally revealed, although it, I think it was leaked prior to the event, right? But they finally revealed the release date. Um, they finally revealed the price of the of the, of the the two consoles that they're releasing. And right. they showed the trailer. Two consoles, yeah. I think. I think that was the official confirmation because we had leaks yeah. of that as well. But they finally said, like, yes, we are releasing a digital version of the console because Microsoft is, and now we have to. Um, so there is a what? digital version of the console as well. Yes, PS5. Yes. 
Yeah. What's up? And and unlike the Xbox, they're both hardware capable and hardware similar. Whereas the Xbox, yeah. Mm -hmm. The the Xbox, the Series X is the more powerful of the two, and the Series S is not so much. No, no native 4K support. I think it's 1440p on the Series S. So still very, very impressive, but I think the amount of teraflops that it has is is reduced also. So it's not as powerful a a machine as the Series X is, that being the the Series S. Um, But the PS5, both consoles, they're exactly the same thing, except one has uh, the capability of um, taking discs and the other one is digital only, right? Right. Yes, which um, I think. Um, wait, is there another, is there a difference in the hard drive size as well? Because I think that that was a sticking point for me from what I saw. I know that the digital edition is going to release for three ninety nine US, and yes. the Ultra HD Blu Ray edition is going to release for four ninety nine US. But my only thing is, I, I want to be sure there may be a thing, but I'm not. I don't remember, and I don't think they really highlighted it. In the uh, the showcase, right? It might be the same on both because it's so. What I see here is eight twenty five gigabyte SSD. So hopefully that's not different because I would be upset if they tried to release some four eighty gigabyte or or smaller. That would SSD that would be a, a PS5. That would be a killer because if, if you're doing all there. digital, if you're doing all <laughs> digital, why the heck would you release it with a smaller hard drive? Yeah, would it would have to be twice as, as large in my yeah, exactly. opinion. So if if that's the case, that they're both releasing kind of with the same type of uh, um, digital space, then and then I guess that's a good thing. I would have liked to have seen maybe more uh, gigabytes or terabytes in the digital version. But hey, at, lo- at least as they're kind of the same, then I'm kind of okay with that. And I, I, I do have to say this is something that's a little bit better than the Xbox model because mm-hmm. I'm almost certain that for some strange and foolish reason, the Series S, which is the less capable digital version of the Xbox, actually does have a smaller hard drive, it which does. is absurd. It does. It's 512 gigabytes or something compared to a gigabyte on the 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 Xbox Series S X, excuse mm-hmm. me, which also includes the blu-ray drive so you know what's that's, the crazy that's a thing? poor thing for me but it's going to be for a casual gamer i guess who just wants game Pass. yeah and, and you know what the crazy thing for me is is that um you're right the the series s the the lighter of the two um mm-hmm. does have that reduced hard drive and you look at you look at the two competing um software solutions that they have i guess if you want to call it their services there you go um, between Game Pass and PS Now. And Game Pass, you know, you have the capability of getting all these games, but you have to download it onto your hard drive. Whereas right. the PS Now, it gives you a choice of whether you can either download it or stream it. That's a great and, point. You can't stream it in 4K, but you still can stream it, which right, exactly. with a so system, you have, system size or hard drive size yeah. would be useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so you know if if you're having issues with hard drive size with the PS5, 
it's a it's a little bit less because if you're using PS Now as as your main service of how you're getting games on that system, you can always stream it. And the unfortunate yeah. thing is that the Game Pass for Xbox doesn't give you that capability. So if you're giving us a smaller, lighter footprint in the Series S, why would you not have that capability built into your 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 service as well? You know, that that is a little perplexing to me. We will have to see if you'll be able to stream PS5 games, though, because they should be probably a, definitely a higher bandwidth than PS4 games. So we'll mm-hmm. see how well that works. But I do want to ask the AJ and Eli, if what do you guys think of the hardware? And would either of you, if you were to purchase, let's say, your own PS5, th- hypothetically, would you care for the digital edition? Do you see a need for it, a use for it? Do you like the fact that it's smaller, that you don't need to handle discs? What did you guys think of the hardware with a little bit more of the reveal that we saw at the event? So speaking purely as a near broke person, I like the idea that it's less than one. It's one hundred dollars less. But given that there's you said there's slightly less storage. No, the the PS5 actually does not have less storage. So we we cleared that up. The The Xbox Xbox. Series S does. The the digital version that's $299 has only 500 gigabytes of storage compared to one terabyte on the Series X. So those are all the the numbers in terms of storage for you to wrap your head around. Yeah, so again, coming from this economically, one $200, that's already a checkoff for me. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I'd come approach it. Okay, that's a good point. It's going to be a nice budget solution for a lot of people that don't necessarily want to spring for the Blu-ray drive. And other than that, there's no difference. Uh, and size. Size-wise, it is smaller too, which the PS5 is kind of huge. So it being smaller might not be a bad thing. What about you, uh, Eli? What would you what would you think about the digital version or like the hardware in general? Honestly, I'm going to have to just agree with AJ because I don't have that much money. Actually, I don't have any money that I could use. <laughs> what? If you did though. For college. Yeah, you know, I understand. Yeah. But like if anything, yeah, I would probably go for the lower price because it's just it's just better. It's lower price. So. But you know, there also comes with it a strange uh, uh, dilemma because in our household, we like collecting discs and you know the covers to these games. So with the digital, you aren't quite getting that anymore. So you kind of, it's not so much you have like a nice little display is kind of taking away from that. But at the same time, it does well to free up space at home because instead of having a whole collection devoted to like, you know, our whole space devoted, yeah, like a wall devoted to like all your, yeah, to like, because you guys have like, half a bookshelf of games essentially right for all the systems yeah yeah basically so mm-hmm. instead of having that now you can put something else in that space but then again if you're the kind of person that likes to have that collection yeah it's not gonna be as dual anymore i mean you could still get it but what be the point if you can't even put the disc in the thing 
you can't take advantage sometimes of like buying used games and stuff like that too for less. So maybe that hundred dollars kind of ends up being a little bit less appealing when you realize you can, I don't know, go to GameStop and buy five used games for 50 bucks or something like that. So there's other things to consider, but I see your guys point as to how the PS five digital can be kind of a cool system. Mm -hmm. Right on. All right. So the thing launches November 12th. So we're about maybe less than two months away. Um, you want to talk about some of the games that we saw on there? Yeah, sure. I think uh, the one that Andre might be most excited about, even though they showed a very, 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 very brief trailer, teaser. Can I guess? Not even a Can teaser. I guess? Yeah, go for it. Is it Village? No. 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 I'm wrong. Okay. You're wrong. I hang my head in shame. That's not necessarily what I was going to say for myself, but what what yeah. what was it? Go for it. God of War Ragnarok. Oh, duh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went in like, the wrong direction. I play PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> that's his that's his baby right there. So, yeah, it is good to see that they've absolutely nothing though, right? Except for that nice Except little logo, you know. And that's the, a Boss Logic logo, right? Boss Logic, that is really I cool. There was, believe, yeah, I believe he was, he worked on that logo. If I'm not mistaken, let me just make what? sure. Shout out to Instagrams yeah. at Boss Logic. That dude has made some great artwork, and I know he's been he's been in the mainstream more so since he started out on Instagram as independent. So. Good for him, dude. A lot of things now. Yeah, totally. It's totally awesome. So God of War Ragnarok. I'll tell you what I didn't like. You guys can probably guess this one if you really wanted to, but I can just go ahead and say it maybe. Call of Duty looks like crap. Cold War looks terrible. Wow. That was actually actually Eli's selling point. Really? We're actually, so we can, we're actually downloading the beta as we speak. Oh, the, well, the beta is, is available? Okay, so I'll let Eli, why don't you tell me what you really, really liked about it? Let's have a mini debate very quickly, and I'll say what I didn't like about it. The campaign looks awesome. It looks It looks really realistic in terms of, you know, I guess you could say how things would actually go in that sort of situation. I, I can't, mm. I can't really. Yeah. Who's to say just, for it sure. Just looks, it just looks really sick, especially with that scene where the uh, drone goes <laughs> under the plane and then just that I will admit was a pretty cool. Sequence. That was awesome. And then it's, <laughs> it's just, it really brings call of duty to a little bit more. It brings it a little bit more to life. I guess I could say. Mm-hmm. And okay. just I I can't really I can't really say too much about this considering we only saw like a good two to three minutes of it. We saw but yeah it, that little gameplay the sequence. The graphics, I mean, they're the same as Call of Duty. Um, yeah, the game we currently have. But yeah, that's that's why. Well, I think that that's I think the part of the problem is like okay, so. 
I want to be fair because I think maybe we've been complaining a little bit too much about the graphics so far. But because, I mean, well, if you look at the PlayStation 4, people had the same complaints for like the first year or two. They're like, this isn't next gen. It looks crummy. It doesn't look that great. It doesn't look any better than PS3. PS3. Same a little bit with the Xbox One. Yes. It just, just, it doesn't look really solid. It's, it's honestly to me one of the worst looking PlayStation games that I saw. I didn't see a lot of next gen elements to it. There's more going on. That's about it. And yeah, yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't know if I'm totally correct, but sometimes Mm -hmm. in games. With the ray tracing and like all the lighting, it it tends to be sort of exaggerated, in my opinion, to what we see in like our actual. In life. some games, in some games, yeah, yeah you're right. And you're right. As much as I do not like how it's considered next gen, which it really isn't, but yeah. I mean, the thing with Call of Duty is it it doesn't really matter too much to me, and even if it's not as good as uh, the PlayStation Four. I mean, it's it's not exaggerated like the last Call of Duty was, in my what opinion. Do you mean exaggerated? Uh, how, how so? Like, when you do ray tracing and like the, all the lighting. Oh, right, and, the lighting. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not as as exaggerated. It's more natural. It's more natural, yeah. Okay. And it's 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 calmer than having like lighting shining into your eyes, and you can't you can barely see anything, and it that's. That's basically it. Didn't really matter too much to me. Though. Okay. Well, I don't want to spend too much time on Call of Duty because there's so many other games that we saw definitely. But the other thing that I'll say, and now you can like kind of tell me what you thought about this, is that I think that so okay, Call of Duty. I'm gonna maybe I'll post this on the on the the Instagram because I just found I was digging around in my parents' house. I just found my copy of Call of Duty One for PC. I still have it, okay? I still have it from like 99 or whenever it came out. Call of Duty's always been cool because it's like, you know, it's it's somewhat realistic, but it's also good set pieces and a little bit of crazy action. Like it makes it it makes war like an action film, but not like a Rambo film where it's totally nuts and you know, like it's a little too campy or corny or like out of control, unrealistic which is what I've liked about Call of Duty in the past. And you guys know, like, I guess I'm a little biased. I'm more of a Battlefield fan over the last couple of years. Ever since Battlefield by Company 2, basically, I've been more of a Battlefield fan. That is a great game. But in this one, it's a great game. It's a great game for sure. Um, But in this one, the thing that's that's weird to me is that, like, it's a little too – it looks like it's trying a little too hard to be set-piece exciting action as evidenced by some cool concepts that, to me, don't really belong in Call of Duty. For instance, when he tags the guy with the grenade. That's Gears of War stuff, man. Yeah, like it's cool. It was cool, but it was also like no operator on the planet in real life would strap a grenade to a dude and then push him and expect not to be blown to smithereens. So that was kind of cool, but also kind of like, what is this? The other yeah. moment was just a couple of seconds after that because he's just sprinting at people in this demo. I don't know if the difficulty's turned down. I don't know if the gameplay is actually going to be more arcade style like this, but he's just sprinting at people. He's not taking cover. He's not doing any of that stuff. And he sprints at that one guy, stabs him in the head, and then shoots him in the head. No operator would waste that bullet. 
You stab him again if you want to make sure he's dead. You're not going to stab him and then point your gun at the opposite side of his head and then shoot him. That felt like a far cry. Yeah, right? Right? It felt like a far cry thing, which in far cry, it totally works. It's totally cool. Okay. Okay. So, but all right. But that's, like I said, I'm not going to lean on it too hard. What what did you think about some of that? Now that you mention it, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I kind of remember that because I kind of felt that way too when I watched it. It's just I forgot about it. But mm. yeah, I do happen to agree. You wouldn't risk not taking cover during basically yeah. you're sprinting after the dude mm-hmm. with a bunch of other people with guns. That's, That's like full out assault. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like if it's Halo, dope. Let's go. Like I'm charging people. I'm blowing them away with like my weapons in Halo. But in Call of Duty, even though, again, the appeal of Call of Duty has always been it's a little more arcade. It's a little more fun. It's still a game where you're supposed to be able to shoot a dude with like two or three bullets and he might die. So yeah, it just seems a little over top over the top to me. But again, I hope this is just a small like kind of moment that maybe the entire game isn't going to be representative of that. And it's just this download the alpha. Try it out. Yeah. I will. I'll try it out. Try if you guys want to do some multiplayer, I'm with it. I always I'll always play multiplayer for pretty much any game. So yeah, it's a it's I'll a multiplayer alpha. So um, okay, and it's it's only until I think they said the twentieth September twentieth. So we okay. have that's how they usually are. It's a weekend thing. So, yeah, they did that with Avengers, which I missed unfortunately. That was good. They actually had two of them. Two of them. Oh, I missed was, both of them. I, I, I will say this: I am enjoying Avengers, but because I'm so laser focused on trying to beat Ghost of Tsushima, that I've kind of put Avengers to the side. But I am enjoying I Avengers. It's 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 actually pretty pretty good. There are some things that it needs to to work on, but you know that'll be a podcast for another day. Hopefully, we'll see. Okay, so what else did you guys see that you liked or didn't like? Stood out. I don't like, know, man. Uh, Demon Souls looks pretty cool. <laughs> What? what? You mean nah? That's me. All right, whatever. That's you then. What? Oh, you Demon wanna you wanna Souls. talk about it? Well, you know what? Demon Souls, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you literally wrench it for me, and then you're like, ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a few problems I have with it. Oh. Really? Now, now that I've I've uh, did a little digging. Pray tell. It is a remaster of the original. The thing with it is that, I mean, I get it. It it looks much better, but since it's not going to be long when I'm when I'm going to sit here, but the original had this sort of unsettling factor since it was so dark with the lighting. This it just it was too much lighting. It wasn't. It didn't have any of what the original Demon Souls had. The atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere. And the then darkness. The sky where did you, um, is so bright. Huh? Where, did, where did you play? Did you beat the original one, Eli? Did you play no, the original one? I just, I just watched the video on it. Although okay. I've played Dark Souls and I've been. We I had a whole thing about where you played Dark Souls. Yeah. We had a we had a, a good 30 minutes of trying to figure out where you played Dark Souls because really? I never bought it for the PlayStation. 
I never bought it for the Xbox One. I've never bought it for the Switch. But somehow you you played <laughs> Dark Souls, yeah. and I think we kind of figured out where we where you played it, right? Was it a yeah. friend's house? Maybe very distant land. <laughs> Ron Kankama, Long Island. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I gathered. It had right. to be at a friend's house or family yeah. family's house. Yeah, thirty minutes of trying to figure that out. <laughs> So he's familiar Sorry. with the series. I, mean, I, more than that. I remember that. <laughs> but it's 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 cool what they did. It doesn't have the same atmosphere, the same sort of unsettling factor that the original Demon Souls had. Um, the bosses look awesome. I'm not even gonna lie. The uh, I forgot the first boss. Like I don't even know if it's the first boss, but the boss. We see? Yeah, the first it's like one a we wolf see. Or something, right? No, he's no, talking no, about no. this prison warden. No, that's like that. the asylum demon is in. Oh, Dark that. Um, mm, okay, okay. It just it it was good. I liked what they did, but and I especially liked it there because it was dark. But it's not the same as the original Dark Souls. I mean, Demon Souls. <laughs> God, I get confused. Demon Souls. I find it interesting that that last boss that they showed, that they chose to show that you die, right? That is, you um, die. You I, die. I, I love the fact that this this boss <laughs> is almost what thirty to forty feet high, but yeah, and he has he has a weapon that's like the size of a bus, but the character can easily block it with a with a regular shield. Let's just put it this way: in so weird in Dark Souls. There was a time, there's there's a point where you're fighting a boss on a bridge. Let's just say it's possible to push him off. And yet he's like maybe 40, uh, maybe like a good three. It's, it, it's okay. Let's just put it this way. He's pretty big and yeah. he's huge and you can push him off the bridge. I mean... It's not that surprising that you could block that. But anyway, Dark Demon Souls looks cool, but not as cool as the original. Okay. It might be worth that it works. to check out the remaster to see what it's like anyways, but Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I I was I, mean, I didn't know what I've it never was. played a single huh? Yeah, no, I didn't know what that game was either. Honestly, when I saw this trailer, I know there was probably a lot of people that were excited, but What? Like literally, yeah. Eli was bouncing up and down when he saw it. Literally, every game is based off of Dark Souls. Oh, a lot of games are. Spider Man is like Dark Souls is so Uh, much like Spider Man. He's so much like Minecraft. Yeah, bro. Spider Man (laughs) is not like Dark Souls. The gameplay is more like Arkham City or like uh, Shadow of Mordor. To me, know, than Dark Souls. Dark Souls game looks game. a little more like like I'm not saying the gameplay is bad. It looks a little more slow, a little more methodic. Whereas Spider Man is jumping around all over the place, countering people, doing crazy powers and all this other stuff. It doesn't look exactly the same to me. Yeah, but like I mean, the, there's this meme. I hmm. it's pretty old. At least I think it is. But um, basically, a lot of people say that Dark Souls is somehow like every every game ever made because of how hard every game is made 
And it's like, I mean, the difficulty. Okay. Right? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You can't well, just Dark Souls. I think it's been over, from over memefied. Yeah, Dark Souls is from software, is it not? They're like they're famous yes. for making ludicrously difficult games. They made Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, which is one of the hardest modern games out on console. Which I actually <laughs> want to try. So do I. I'm I'm fine with it being difficult, even though I wonder because I remember Wolfie said that it was so hard he had a tough time getting through it, but he's also a huge fan of Ghost of Tsushima. And uh what's a pretty difficult game sometimes too. So I wonder if it really is like that insanely hard that it's impossible to get through. I don't oh, know. Ghost of Tsushima is it's not that hard compared to Dark Souls. No. Yeah. Uh, Dark Souls it, Ghost of Tsushima, I could cut through like a whole crew, not easily, but I'm getting quite good at it. So I yeah, the don't thing see with Ghost, it being like the thing with Ghost is that when they when they start ganging up on you, it, it gets a little hard to kind of like attack and block at the same time so i'm getting pretty good at that though because i I, i'm playing like i'm trying to challenge myself and i'm running into rooms with limited space and trying to take on whoever the hell runs in those rooms so dude on lethal man like by the time we we play multiplayer in november you guys can't be ready because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a master at that point dude (laughs) well see my my problem is my problem is, is that I don't get to play it consistently. I'll, I'll play it for like yeah. maybe a day or two and then take a week off and then play it another day and then take a week off. So, you know, it, it's difficult for me to get get a good, you know, um, a good run of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I get a good two, maybe three hour sessions in a week. So I still get some time with it, even though I don't play it every day. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um so I'll anyway. mention real quick, uh, if I may, unless Eli, did you have, I'm sorry, did you have no, another no, no, point no. to make about Dark Souls and its meme ability? No, 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 no. Okay. Because no. I'm going to talk about the game you're trying to talk talk <clears throat> crap about, man. I haven't played all of PS4 Spider-Man yet. I did get it when I purchased my PS4 earlier this year, my PS4 Pro. Same. I played a little bit of it. It's good Same. as heck. Yeah. And Miles Morales does look pretty freaking awesome from what we saw so far in that trailer. I'm a big fan of the Spider-Man games. Many of the Spider-Man games have been awesome from some of the console Spider-Man games on Genesis to the Spider-Man 2 tie-in game that I think came out on PlayStation 2 many years ago was a classic. So I I am very, very excited to get me some more Spider-Man, especially when you see how cool some of the combat looks. I mean, the way that he pulls off some of Miles Morales' moves, like throwing the electricity and sort of like, you know, like getting going invisible and I don't know, just some of the combo moves that he's using with webbing, throwing things at people, flipping them through the air, kind of playing it like Mulan and like, like flinging them into the air and then launching himself at them and kicking them in the head. Um, not to mention a little really more, cool set piece. Um, it does seem a little more yeah, cinematic, so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, because that, that kind of relates to, like, what I was going to mention next, which is they have the very, very cool, like, movie homage where the bridge is collapsing and he's using the webbing to kind of hold everything together. It kind of is an homage to Spider-Man 2 with the train where he used the webbing to try to stop it. And, of course, to mm-hmm. Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, or excuse me, Homecoming, where he tries to keep the boat together with the webbing. So yep. we kind of get a little movie homage there, which I think is pretty cool. And 
graphically besides like Final Fantasy 16, which I thought looked really, really impressive. Um, it is to me graphically the best game that I think I saw at the showcase. Uh, but that's me personally. I don't know. Did you guys have any thoughts on Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and am I wrong? Is it just Dark Souls, Eli? Or I'm not even gonna it- lie. It looks really good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I like the. Uh, uh, I don't know if you touched on this yet, but I like the little thing that uh, Miles does in reference to like the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Oh, which one? Whereas, like, which part? Holding the. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Where he holds it together, that cinematic moment. He's keeping the bridge oh. from collapsing and all those people from from uh, falling down into the bridge. That's really cool. Yeah, I agree. And plus, like, it looks like cool little gameplay moments, too, like quick timer moments that kind of change up the, the flow of the gameplay. So I'm really excited to play that, even though it's... It's going to be a standalone game, right? But it's not uh, going to be as long as the original Spider-Man, if I remember correctly, right? That's yeah. what I had heard. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It's okay. going to, I think it's coming out for like $39.99. Oh, okay. So then it's definitely super worth it, even if yeah. it's not going to be as long. I and think that kind of highlights a, a little bit of the problem of the PS5 right now, because the thing mm-hmm. that we're most excited about is a, is a, a half a game, you know? They, mm-hmm. I think that that's a little bit of the problem that I have with the showcase in general is because a lot of the stuff that we're seeing is either remastered stuff like Demon Souls, like Devil May Cry. Um, we're getting some original stuff um, like the Resident Evil Village trailer and, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But I think the, the one that I think everybody might be excited the most is the Spider-Man thing, right? Because it looked like there was some really solid action there, but it's not a full game, you know? And yeah. I, I think that may be a little bit of a problem with the PlayStation. You know? I think Village really will enough. probably yeah, yeah. get some more hype, but like it's it looks very different from past Resident Evil games. I think it yeah, well, it, it looks does, a little bit right? like five. I think five was the one where they had the kind of the not the zombies, but the town of people who were like kind of like the serpent that and the rainbow. They were possessed. Caribbean, right? Yeah, was that, that was the one. I can't remember if that's four or five. Um yeah. so it looks different a little bit in the way that that one looked different. But this kind of has a vibe that it's not even present day. I mean, it could be. We're not really sure. Yeah, it also it it goes back back in time, you know. Yeah, like maybe it's an origin of some sort in, of Resident Evil. So that one's going to get some hype too. Um, and, there, you know, I, I saw a little bit more of that game Deathloop that I thought was pretty cool. It looks okay. doesn't look really like there was anything more interesting or new or exciting. One thing that Andre kept on saying is that this was a um, what, what, what were you calling it? Um, it was it was like the the Ghost Recon mod. What? Yeah. The, oh, the, you know what I'm talking about, right? No, no, no. Which one? Wait, no, I'm sorry, that's not correct. Fort- I was, yeah, I was thinking Fortress, Call of Duty. Right? Oh, team, yeah, Team yes. Fortress. It had like a Team Fortress vibe to it. Yeah, which is okay, but uh, Team Fortress probably would do that better. So that didn't look very, very super insanely exciting to me either. Yeah. There's only one more thing that I thought looked pretty good uh, that got some hype. I don't know what you guys thought about it. Um, what you're talking about. I do. What, what, did, what, did, you, what did you see I, that, that you I think thought I what you're talking about? Was, talking was exciting. About 
No, he's not talking I'm not about actually. Randy. Yeah, I know. I just threw something right Five out there. Five Nights <laughs> at Freddy's, guys. I'm not yeah, talking no, about that. It's just stuff right like there. Eli was so super awesome. excited about Fortnite. No, uh, yeah, I know. didn't. I wasn't going to say anything about Fortnite, even though we saw that. Yeah. No, but I I think I I know the game that you're referencing, Jose. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let you say, and, I want, and I'll tell well, you if I, if I if it is right or not. I'll give you one more hint. It's a property that I'm not normally super excited about, but it is an yep. existing property. Yep, I know um, which one you're talking about. And it Hit for it. a game, a, a game that I didn't even know was coming out. I was actually pretty impressed. Actually, I will say, I'm gonna scratch what I said about Spider Man having the best graphics. To me. Overall, this game had the best graphics, and the game that I'm talking about, and I will stop stringing you along, is Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, no. Not what? That was <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, that's, that's the one that I thought you were going to... Yes. <laughs> the, the Harry Potter game. You guys didn't yep. see the Harry Potter game? Um, I remembered, but I didn't... Respectfully, I didn't really yeah. care that much. <laughs> yeah. The graphics look dope, though, guys. You yeah, should give it another do. look. Yeah. And as far as I mean, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, like I said, but as far as the idea of I have seen the movies, I haven't read the books. Um, Making this into an open world game is a very intriguing concept because it would be, in my opinion, what it looks like. And, And also, like I said, I mentioned it because it got a lot of hype. It's one of the games that did get a lot of hype out of this PS5 showcase. Um, it looks like a like a maybe more a kid a kid version, but it has like a like a Shadow of Mordor vibe to me, like that similar open world and some of the stuff with the dragons, like when he fights the dragons and stuff like that. Actually, looks like it might be pretty interesting. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm 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 an outlier on this one because, like I said, I don't normally care much for Harry Potter. It's it's like. And theft auto with magic. Yeah, <laughs> like open anything. Like I guess, I guess maybe put it this way: certain properties lend themselves well to open worlds. And Harry yes, Potter I, has so much stuff going on, like so many different creatures and so many different locations. If you've seen all the movies, there's so much in that world that they could flesh out in a game that actually might be pretty good. So, sleep for me, it's like a sleeper. I guess you know those uh, Harry. Potter are going to come out in droves for that one because like yeah. you said just just the thrill of being able to walk to some of those locations yeah. on the screen and hopefully they they do flesh it out much like they did in the movies if you're a happy harry potter fan you'd go crazy over that like riding a griffin in this game looks pretty dope i don't know <laughs> like to me, that looks like it's a lot of fun. And plus, for Harry Potter fans, um, they would probably be excited. I'm sure there'll be Quidditch, that game that they play in Harry Potter, where they ride their broomsticks and like chase the flying ball. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not this. The I can't remember the name of it right now. I'm not again. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but I don't know. I thought it looked intriguing. There were some some goblins and beasts that looked like some Lord of the Rings monsters, and like I don't know. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, there was a there was it looked like a cave troll from Lord of the Rings, but yeah, instead like you're verbatim. shooting wizard stuff at it. <laughs> and then you had those uh, what what are those shadowy figures that that are called in? Oh, uh, the, Dementors. Dementors. That I remember. Hey, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those guys. See, like See, take, there's, take there's another look at it. Take another look at it. You can I can send you this link. Right now, if you if you're interested and you can put it up on a screen, 
and you can see that I'm not crazy and that it actually looks relatively interesting. But mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, like to your point, Waltz, not to make it too long-winded of a point, even though I kind of already did, there's not a lot of exciting stuff coming out of this showcase. But to be fair, they only showed about 10 games, maybe? Something like that? Yeah, but I think, I think that's what you're going to be getting from launch. You're not getting a huge launch um gaming library you know i I believe in terms of first party there may be like only six games that are coming out from first party and out of those six i believe i want to say maybe three or four of them are either remakes or remasters um so you know it's it's not and, and listen it could be it could be a result of the pandemic that we're undergoing that you know they 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 probably had a bigger lineup for launch, but because of everything that's going on in the world right now, you know maybe some of those games have been delayed. I know, you know, on the Xbox side, you know, Halo was going to be the one that saved the Xbox, and that got delayed. So you know, it could be a little bit of that also. But you know, and. Listen, to be fair, I even think Sony understands that because, you know, mm-hmm. just, just to get into the last point of the, the showcase, they did announce that if you do get a PS5 and you are a PS Now subscriber, mm-hmm. you get a crap load of free games at launch. Yeah. Some of the old PlayStation 4 classics, such as God of War and the last of our three mastered and, and things of that nature. So I even think Sony kind of recognizes that there is kind of a little bit of a problem in terms of game launch and the library that they'll have. And so maybe that's the reason why they said, well, you know what? We do have a pre-existing library of some really great games on PS4. Guess what people, you guys can play it straight away, you know, digitally when PS5 does launch. So at least uh, they're giving that as a, as a kind of like a, I don't know, like a little gift basket. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Both systems are yeah, kind of pushing like a lot of free games or like new services. Game Pass being the obvious examples for Microsoft. I guess I would ask the question of the crew: Did this PS5 showcase change anybody's mind? at all either way in terms of oh like i'd rather get an xbox first or i'd rather get a playstation first any thoughts on that yes see Mm -hmm. the only reason why i'd get a ps5 is for one game and one game only but barring that i've never played a dark souls game a demon souls looks interesting i'll give it that Mm -hmm. Uh, i've never played one of those either no Devil May Cry. And that's a remake? That is a well, that is a almost like a remaster. It's a it's yeah. a special edition, right? Is oh, that what they're calling it? Okay. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 special edition. I think yeah. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that looks Devil May Cry is fun. If you like God of War, you would you would like Devil May Cry. You might not like it as much, but in terms of that, like it they're two steroids. of the best examples of of games of that genre. Let's put it that way. So yeah. plus the gunplay in, in Devil May Cry makes it a, like a little different from other games of the type other than like Bayonetta maybe, which would be another example of a game like that. But you would, mm. yeah, Devil May Cry is cool. 
for sure. But again, just a remaster. So yeah. otherwise, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards the Xbox. Sorry. I mean, I know if Wolfie were here, he'd talk about, you know, another Final Fantasy game. Woo. But, that does look oh. cool, to be fair. But yeah, it, it, that it does. didn't. Uh, especially that that big thing at the end that came out of the fire. Ooh. But, you know, Final Fantasy games always look cool, and they're not exclusive to PlayStation anymore. So it doesn't really matter. Final Fantasy 15 is on Xbox and on PlayStation. So not a selling point. That's okay. Yeah, Yeah, not a selling point, really. I mean, the only thing we don't have is Final Fantasy VII Remake, I guess, and a couple of the older ones. But all the new ones, Xbox and PlayStation. No big difference there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's up? I'm just. Should I just say mine's? Yeah. Which one yeah. do you think is 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 better at this point, based on what we know, the PlayStation Five or the Xbox Series, whatever? PlayStation Five is better. First off, because mm-hmm. I know I came in the saying PlayStation no, Five wouldn't be my go-to, uh-huh. but considering what they've shown, we have Spider-Man. The that's the one that I'm. These are the ones that I want to get. That are pretty cool. Um, Spider Man, mm-hmm. Dark Souls, mm-hmm. Demon Souls, Demon Souls. Forgive me. Um, Demon Souls. Yeah. Final Fantasy. Uh huh. I'm assuming Call, Call of, Duty, of Duty. Cold War on PS5. Uh huh. Well, that probably Cold is coming War. to Xbox also. Yeah. They well, not all of these will, but yeah, Call of Duty will. No, but come Call of Duty will. Yeah, Call of yeah, Duty for will. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um. Pretty sure that's it. Okay. Oh, how could I forget? Little Hi. Big Planet. What about Five Nights at Fortnite. Freddy's? No, that's so bad. <laughs> Five, Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah, they're so bad. You used to like um, it though, right? To be honest. Yeah, when I was when like, you were younger. Five. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. That's cool. That's not. I wasn't saying there's anything wrong with that, but it always did seem kind of like a more of a kitty horror yeah. game to me. But right on Minecraft, which also Minecraft. is coming to Xbox. Yeah, Actually, every I hope they're coming out with ray tracing. Minecraft may be it's owned by Xbox, isn't it? Yes, uh, Minecraft oh, is okay. is Microsoft now. No, yeah, I know it's on PlayStation, but you never know if if Xbox will hold it back just for their system. They could. They probably they probably yeah. wouldn't though, because it's just a, it's such a Microsoft huge selling game. Right? That they yeah, probably know. like the open the open sourcing and putting it on every console, but they could they certainly could say like forget about you PlayStation fans, or they could or, they could give you the the definitive version on the Series X, and everybody else gets the not so definitive version. Okay, you know, with all the packs and DLC and stuff like that. There's yeah. ways to play this if Microsoft wants to be petty, but who knows? They'll probably just they don't care who they're selling it to in this case. I think. Let's just put it this way: If Microsoft takes X, takes Minecraft mm. from PS4, I will go. Mm. To, I will switch my sides and go to Xbox Series One X. Oh, there's a Minecraft fan. Yes, I'm there you all go. the way, one hundred percent, going with whoever goes it, with Minecraft. It, swing that axe! It is swing top selling video game of all time, so it has it some fans. I, I've heard. It. 
High pixel won't take over. Guys got to remember that. <laughs> Hopefully. So Minecraft fanboy, PlayStation 5 fanboy. Yeah. For me, I think it made me a little more excited for PlayStation 5 because, like I said, Miles Morales looks cool. Not that I wasn't interested in that to begin with. Um, Final Fantasy did look cool, even though, again, that's an Xbox game as well. So there's nothing really exclusive about that. Hogwarts Legacy probably coming out to every console as well. So I guess most of the games that I saw here that are mainly exclusive to PS5 aren't exciting enough for me to be totally moving in that direction. I'm still, I think, really leaning towards getting the Series X as well, even though... As Walt mentioned, it looks like both companies are kind of leaning into the fact that their software offerings early on, for whatever reason, aren't going to be top-notch launch lineups. And I think they're okay with that for right now. Because again, Microsoft has their strategy of of Game Pass. PlayStation Now is going to be a thing, as well as some of these games being lower-priced. So, yeah, I think... My plan has been and will continue to be that I'll get the Series X. I'm probably not getting it at launch. I will get it a couple of months after it comes out to, to let a few more games trickle out. And a PS5 will be something that I'll probably get maybe next holiday season because there's still nothing that I see uh, like a Last of Us Part Two that's going to make me buy a whole new console. So, yeah, that's my take on it. All right. Well, I'm going to bring up the rear and I'm going to say I'll see you guys in 2021 because I don't think that there's anything truly compelling about either system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the whole thing with the Xbox series, whatever, excuse me, whether it being it's the S or the X, is that they really haven't differentiated their games from what you have existing right now. And The way I see it is that I have an Xbox One right now that most likely, especially at the very beginning, will be able to play the same type of games, Mm -hmm. if not the exact same games that the Xbox Series X will play. The only difference being is that obviously the quality in terms of TV resolution and and things of that nature is is definitely going to be better on the Series X, right? Probably more frames per second because you'll still be able to get 4k on the xbox you right just exactly so, at 60 so, frames per second so okay yeah so to me there's there's really no compelling argument that you can make right now and again i'm i'm speaking just of right now there's nothing really compelling that you can say that says you know what i have to go get the series x or the series s if i already have the xbox one it's kind of the argument where you have the latest iphone and the new iphone comes out do you really need that one new thing that comes out on that iphone you probably can wait right, right. i see it the same way in terms of the xbox especially right? since game pass is pretty much releasing every single one of those games exactly for free immediately on your existing console, like you said. Exactly. So there's absolutely no reason whatsoever to, now, to make I, I will upgrade. Say, I will say this about the Xbox. I do like the strategy that they revealed with the, uh, I think it's called the Ultimate Plus, is it? You, do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yeah, it's they're replacing. So I guess they're they're kind of getting rid of Xbox Live Gold and just rolling Game Pass into it. 
if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, as well as including EA's version of Game Pass, EA Access, which is normally, I think, $6 a month or $30 right. a year or something like that. I have it but myself. You- I got it. It's a pretty good value. Uh, right. For $30 a year, they're just rolling that in together with Game Pass and giving you access to the EA games as well. But they also have a strategy on the hardware side, too, because they're yeah, so maybe yeah. you're right. Yeah, I'm maybe sorry. It's, Go ahead. Not, it's not the one that I'm talking about. And, and I digress. I, I, I apologize that I don't have that information in front of me. But I know that there is there is a subscription service that they're rolling out where not only are you getting those two services being mm-hmm. ePlay and uh, game pass but you also get the cost of the console built yeah. into it and I believe you finance the price, the system. yeah I think, I think it's, it's like 40 20 dollars a month 40. no i think it's 40 with the services and it's 25 right. if you just want the console well but there's also the differentiating between the series s and the series x right that's true as well so they, mm-hmm. they have tiers for that also mm-hmm. so i don't remember mm-hmm. exactly what it is so for that I, I, I commend them because that's an interesting strategy because, you know, it kind of lightens the load in terms of um, getting it all at once. It's almost it's almost like the way we used to treat our cell phones, where it was yeah. subsidized over the, the life of the two year contract. They're right. kind of doing does, the same thing with their hardware. And it ends up making them more money. It ends up costing more to the consumer, but it's a, so a somewhat negligible cost because you pay whatever month and you get it right away. So. It makes so sense, I think, in terms of selling the yeah. hardware for sure, more so than how PlayStation has approached it so far. And and I think I think that's their strategy going forward. They're they're not looking mm-hmm. at Xbox as a hardware service. They're looking at it more as a software service. And I think that's I their agree. strategy. And you see that in the way that they're pushing these these products out, right? Um, but again, you know, for me, there's nothing really compelling that tells me i gotta go out and get either the series s or the series x just for the simple fact that like you said a lot of these games will show up on game pass eventually and you're getting it for free because you're paying into the service and your existing console can already play it so some of them are showing up on game pass right away then then not to mention maybe you were going to make this point but if you buy in a lot of cases if you buy the uh, so let's say you buy the Xbox One X version of a game. It's it's not an unlimited amount of time, but I think you have 30 days or two months if you buy uh, Xbox Series X and there is a port of that game that you just bought for your Xbox One X mm-hmm. on the Xbox Series X, you get it for free. So right. that's another reason why it's like, okay, I don't have to get this right away. And maybe some of these games that I want to get eventually for my Xbox Series X, I get them now for my Xbox One X. I buy my Xbox Series X in 45 days or whatever, and then you get a free copy of the game. Exactly. So that's another reason why you might not have to rush out and get the, the, the newer hardware right away. But the, yeah. the, the lower-priced version does make it a little bit more compelling for some people. Yeah. And so, so that being said with everything, you know, I'm going to roll over to the PS5 side and mm-hmm. you, you can tell just, just by how things are, are rolling out, the excitement that people have for the PS5, because what's going on, you know, the pre-orders I think are live and they've crashed like every server that was, that was out there. They were, they're selling them out like hotcakes, you know? 
So um, you you look at the PS5, and again, their lineup isn't great. But if there was a console that I would kind of lean toward in terms of getting first, it would probably be the PS5. Because, you know, you do have the option to get the discless version, the digital version, and the one with the disc. And, and for me, you know, especially lately... A lot of the games that I get are digital because it's just there's an ease to that. You know, when you're sitting on the couch and you want to play a game, you don't have to. And I know this is the epitome of being lazy, right? <laughs> you don't have to get up and, and change the disc. You just quit the game and switch over to the other one. You know, so yep. there's some value to that, you know. Um, And quite honestly, PS5 is making the case that if you want to play the new games, and, and again, it's not as dramatic as the Xbox because there are some games that will come out on the PS4, but a majority of the games will be exclusive to the PS5. And so at least with Sony, they're making the case that, hey, if you really want to play this game, you really need a PS5. So, you know, you have that. Um, it, it just seems... You know, they they came down in value. Everybody was saying this was going to be a six hundred dollar console. They, they did the right thing, and you know, and and typically with all these consoles, they lose money on the consoles anyway. They make their money through software and things of that nature. So it, it looks like again they're, they're going to take a hit on the console, but I think it's the right strategy for them to take. And they do have a lead on the Xbox already. Everybody, everybody, especially with this past generation, everybody really jumped on the PlayStation bandwagon, and so. Oh, yeah. They, I, they haven't done anything to lose that lead. You know, uh, Microsoft in general really hasn't done anything to gain on that lead. So it looks like we're going in status quo into this next generation. And again, you know, I, I think that you can make the case that the PS5 may be a more compelling buy than the Xbox Series, whatever. So. Um, but again, I can wait on both to be honest. Yeah, same. Uh, that's that's just my take on that. No rush here. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. All right. So I, I think that wraps things up on our semi mega episode with a bow. We, we covered a <laughs> bunch of things, right? Yeah, we tied it all up with a very, very nice bow. We covered a bunch of things from the boys to the Mandalorian to PS5. And many, 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 many other things, including She-Hulk and some recent casting. So I think it was a pretty darn good episode. And we've had a lot of good episodes recently as well. We hope you guys have been checking out our most recent episodes last week. Uh, we geeked out about Fortnite and Marvel, Metallica and SNM 2 and The Boys Season 2. The week before that, we did a little geeking out about Mulan, Bill and Ted, Face the Music and the new mutants check out those episodes as well as jumping into the back catalog we got a lot of cool stuff for you we got a lot of movie reviews we got a lot of video game reviews we got some lists we got some other great stuff so check it out please guys and of course the best way to support us if you like all this crap that i just mentioned is to like rate share and subscribe to the podcast you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher and itunes wherever your favorite podcasts are sold as well you can also find us at get geek podcast on instagram 
As before, I just want to mention thank you for bearing with us with any sound issues or artifacts throughout the podcast. We really appreciate those of you who are dealing with this while we record remotely for the last what seems like couple of millennia. Um, So again, thank you for those of you who have been dealing with that and any feedback is always appreciated for any reason. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the Get Geek Podcast. And from all of us at the crew, as always, to all of y'all out there in internet land, please, please, stay geeky, my friends. Wait, wait. Don't you what? think this podcast Stop is kind of with like that. No. What? This podcast kind of like Dark Souls. Dark Souls? This podcast is not like Dark Souls. Unless you mean dark uh, and foreboding and really old. What is that? Go anyone. So bad. <laughs> I got one thing to say. Huh? Goodbye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Peace.